Welcome to Real Relationship Goals, a podcast all about the realities of healthy relationships. Real Relationship Goals is a project of the Advocacy Center for Crime Victims and Children in Waco, Texas. If you or someone you know has experienced sexual violence or harassment and is seeking support, services, or needs more information, links to resources and our hotline number can be found in the description. The views expressed in this podcast are those of the hosts and guests and do not necessarily reflect those of their organizations or affiliates. Welcome back to Relationship Goals. I am one of your hosts and my name is Allie and I'm the Prevention and Education Director at the Advocacy Center. And I've been thinking about ways that we communicate with each other. And one of the main ways that I think my friends know that I care about them is that I'm mostly just sending them GIFs, GIFs, the the lifelong debate, and (laughs) TikToks that I think are funny or that I think they will think are funny. And that really feels like my love language to my friends. I think it should be like a sixth love language. Yeah, sixth love. Yeah, yeah, for sure. (laughs) (laughs) that's awesome um my name is Blythe um I'm a prevention educator at the advocacy center and I'm a white woman my pronouns are she her and one way that I love to just like engage and like show that I care about people as I love talking over tea just like having tea time with people and like making a nice warm cup of tea or like something like that and just sitting down and chatting with them I really love that's very so proper Yeah, very English. Yes. Stereotypically English, although I do have a lot of English friends who love tea. <laughs> <laughs> um, and my name is Katie. I'm your final co-host, a Latina woman, pronouns she, her. And I love writing notes to people whenever I can. I, you know, might be between meetings or I have a short five minute break and I say, you know what? I'm thinking about this person. I'm just going to write them a little note. And it always seems to brighten the days, so. (laughs) All right, so today we are talking about media literacy, which sounds like a big word, but I promise you it is more prevalent in our lives than you might realize. So, you know how you can share things on your story on Instagram? Well, um, a couple summers ago, I was scrolling through and saw an interesting article title. So I reposted it to my story before reading it. I had a friend respond to the story saying, hey, did you read this article? And I hadn't. So they responded, you might want to skim it over. And I'm so glad they did because after reading it, I realized the article wasn't what I thought it was after all. And the title was misleading. So now I always try to do my research before reposting something. Nice. That I feel like gets at Katie, like your story of like a core concept of like what media literacy is. So media literacy is pretty much just the ability to think critically about the media that we take in. And a huge part of that is just identifying the impact that it has both on us as individuals and just, you know, society as a whole, because the media that we take in has an impact. Um, So questions that we should go over. I think um, actually one thing is how would you define like media? Like what is media? That's a great question. 
Yeah, it's it at this point, it's so much. I think when we hear the word media, um, people immediately think social media, or that's at least what my students often think because it's in the title, you mm-hmm. know. But media is really anything um, from movies and TV to podcasts to magazines and newspapers, um, anything like written or, I mean, the radio, um, billboards. Yes. Any, anything that like people are putting out there and you're taking in, in some way is basically media. Mm -hmm. And And that's that's a lot. (laughs) Right. And we interact with it every single day, probably more often than we realize whether Mm -hmm. we're flipping through channels, we're scrolling through TikTok, we get an ad on Instagram, we're on Instagram, we are at a, you know, doctor's office looking through a magazine, <laughs> driving down the highway, seeing a billboard, it's truly mm-hmm. ingrained in almost everything that we do nowadays. Yeah. So how would you, I feel like I like ask some students questions of like, okay, so we take in a lot of media, right? Like, do you think like it impacts us? And I think it's really easy to sometimes like fall into this trap of like, no, I'm an independent thinker. Media impacts me none. (laughs) Um, But how, I don't know, how have you guys like experienced that in your own life of like whether or not media impacts you or the people around you? Yeah. I mean, it definitely, I think it's hard, hard to say that it it doesn't, you know, Um, especially at this point um, Mm -hmm. in history where it's just constant and people are spending so much time on their phones and things like that, you know, I mean, just in, um, ads and then, uh, how, maybe how you choose to spend your money, right. You see an ad for something and then you buy that thing. That's a really like very cause and effect example. Like you might not have even known that thing existed and then you saw it and then you, you bought it, you know? And so I think that is, is a big one. I think certainly, um, we're not going to get political or talk about politics here, but I do think that politics is a, is a good way to think about this as well and how the media that we take in influences um, our own politics and what we're saying to other people about politics or even ideologies and how we, we view the world, you know, mm-hmm. there's some for me, I think. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. I think about, I know we've shared on our on our social media before, which you can follow <laughs> us at ACCBC <laughs> underscore prevention. Nice, we will nice. put that in our show notes. Mm-hmm. We've shared before, you know, new sites that we can rely on that try to be as, you know, unbiased as possible. And because where we get our news is important because, mm-hmm. you know, not, you can't not be bias normally when writing. And so these, you know, news places try to make sure that everything that they're sharing is straightforward, factual, not leaning one way or another, because it's important that we have all the right information. And, you know, we see that even in, like Ali was saying, the things that we buy and consume, the ads that we scroll through, um, even, you know, how that impacts our mental health. Think about, mm-hmm. you know, there's this social media life, like Instagram is everything that we see on Instagram true. Like, is this, or is this just a highlight reel? Is this just, you know, what one person is experiencing and their life isn't exactly perfect. And it can lead to a lot of, you know, mental health issues because you think that everything looks one way or another and it's not, it's, you know, there's a lot of, um, editing that happens. And I know that leads to a lot of 
self-image issues, especially um, among young people, guys and girls and everyone in between. (laughs) And so it's important to realize that not everything that we're looking at day in and day out is the absolute truth. Mm. Mm -hmm. Which kind of invites us to be like detectives feels like the wrong word, but just kind of going back to the idea of thinking critically about what we're taking in and asking, like, is this the whole story? Am I just getting a partial story? Um, And kind of Katie, what you were going off earlier, I just, one, I know resource that I've really enjoyed. There's this organization called All Sides Now. They're on like social media and they're like, they try to like highlight like how just biases like show up in like news media in particular. And I find it really fascinating. So I'll just Mm -hmm. recommend that to you all. (laughs) Yeah, there's a... there's a video um, that I will often show my students and it's this video that went viral of a pig like, um, or a a goat like drowning at a petting zoo and a a pig like jumping in the water and basically saving it. And really what happened is somebody orchestrated that whole thing. They put together the whole video, the whole thing is staged. And then, so then I also showed them the like sort of behind the scenes video of how they staged this pig goat rescue. But then they just took the video and they posted it online and it went viral and news stations were covering this. They were showing, they showed it on like Good Morning America, I think. And so (laughs) millions and millions of people saw this and believed it was true, right? And so I think to Blythe's point about thinking critically, I mean, that's pretty harmless, right? Thinking that a pig saved a goat from drowning. Um, but there are things that are let are more harmful, right? And I think that this can really have an impact on our relationships. You know, we're bringing everything back and talking about it, thinking through these things in the context of relationships. So it can affect our relationships in, in how we you know, if we think about, Katie was talking about people posting on Instagram. And so maybe people are posting about their relationship on Instagram and it's all just like the best things. Mm -hmm. And you're thinking, well, my relationship's not like that. And so then you start playing like the comparison game and thinking that maybe you or the, whatever relationship you are in is like less than this other one, when really you're just sort of getting a fictionalized version of, of someone else's relationship. Are there other ways that you guys think that media literacy impacts our relationships? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I want to say more about that. (laughs) I was thinking back to like our stereotypes conversations of like, there are times when like media can perpetuate stereotypes about people. And so if we, especially like as we're first forming relationships, but if we're entering into relationships and we're just making all the assumptions about people based on what kind of like what we see in the media, then that like prevents us from if I think of friendships, for example, then like in like trying to form a new friendship, like seeing this person like as like they actually are like as a person instead of like trying to put just like a bunch of like assumptions that we put over them. Um, that was not as eloquently said, but I hope that the idea went <laughs> through. It reminds me of there was this gosh cartoon that I watched growing up and they told this old folktale essentially of um everyone thought that this princess's dress was green and every and then there was a whole other group that thought the princess's dress Mm -hmm. was blue 
And it turns out that everyone on their right side saw that it was green and everyone on the left side saw that it was blue because the dress was like split down the middle, like color different <laughs> colors. And so everyone on one side saw one thing and everyone on another side saw another thing. And it really intensified relationships because the other people thought that someone was lying and they're being deceitful and all these things. And so I think the same thing can be true for media, right? Or seeing one thing through a lens and especially the way that social media specifically works nowadays, everything is catered based on the mm. things that we like and follow. And so we could see something incredibly different than a friend or a parent or a partner. And so then because again, like it's tailored towards you. And so then you come and you say, well, this is green. And they're like, no, it's blue. Mm -hmm. And, you know, arguments happen, conflict happens, which conflict is normal, but this is something entirely different in the sense of, we believe that someone else is in, in an uninformed. And so I think it, it matters that we make sure that like Blythe was saying, we be critical and be our own media detectives and making sure of what we're looking at, what we're sharing, what we're viewing is unbiased as well mm -hmm. as it's not influencing how we treat other people. Because mm -hmm. like we said, with gender stereotypes, you know, there are certain things that are catered towards individuals who are female and cater towards individuals who are male. And that might impact how we treat them in our relationships. And so I think it's something to definitely keep on the forefront of our minds. Yeah. And with talking about relationships, I feel like this is a good time for our weekly relationship goal. And so this week's relationship goal is to actively think about the information you share, do your research. When we are conscious about the information we're sharing, it helps our relationships all around in all of the ways that we've talked about in the last few minutes. So with that, I believe Blythe has our recommendation for the week. Yes, what do you I got do. for us, Blythe? I recommend either like having a pen pal or just like writing letters to someone. It's okay if they live in the same town as you, but I've been doing that with a friend of mine named Molly for the past year. And I send postcards to uh, my grandpa. Um, and I think, I don't know, it's just kind of like a fun, like, I mean, letters are still media, but like just a slower way to communicate that I think is really beautiful and really fun. So I recommend writing a letter to someone. Hey, thank you. That's a great recommendation. So with that, we will see you all next week. Thanks for listening. Thanks so much for tuning in to Real Relationship Goals. This episode was produced by the Prevention and Education Department of the Advocacy Center for Crime Victims and Children in Waco, Texas. You can follow us on Instagram at ACCVC underscore prevention. See you next time.